Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the All Sports Talk podcast. I am your host, good old JR. People call me Juan, Junior, a bunch of other names. It doesn't matter. As long as you're listening, I always appreciate the support. Doesn't matter the name, but I truly appreciate each and every single one of you's amazing support for keeping the show running. It is fun times, and it is always going to be good times. But let's keep this thing rolling, man. We had an amazing, amazing week two of NFL football. I hope everybody had a wonderful day. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful time yesterday. Hopefully everybody had some fun. Got to relax, enjoy their weekend, watch their teams play, watch some college ball, watch some football, some NFL. It was a lot of fun, but let's get to it, man. You know, week week two is almost in the books. Week two is almost in the books. We have the Packers taking on the Lions today. We'll recap that game tomorrow, see how it goes and everything. I already made my prediction. I expect Green Bay to win this one. I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to look bad two weeks in a row. And if it does, oof, do we have a lot to talk about tomorrow. But let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about yesterday. And usually on these episodes, I like to do winners and losers. Well, as always, I have my three biggest winners and my three biggest losers. Let's start with the first loser of the day. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, man, what happened? I mean, you looked great last Sunday. I mean, you you looked good coming back from behind, beating the Buffalo Bills at Bills Mafia's house. Week two, you know, the energy is up. Renegades going by sticks. You got the Raiders on a short week. They had to come to your house on a short week after beating... The Baltimore Ravens, this was your chance to go 2-0, take good command of the AFC North, and you blow it. You blow it. Now, give credit where credit is due. The Raiders' defense, you know, they got through, and they they made some changes. They made some plays. They made the good adjustments, and I know Pittsburgh fans are going to come in here and say, well... You know, TJ Watt being out, it changed the dynamic of the game. The Raiders without were without Josh Jacobs the whole game. The whole game. And if you're a Pittsburgh fan, if that's your excuse of, well, TJ Watt was out the whole game, was out for majority of the game, if that is the excuse you're going to use, then I... Then I'm sorry to say this. You have Pittsburgh Steelers have more problems than we thought. Injuries happen. All right, because you don't hear the Raiders saying, because, man, I can only imagine had the Raiders lose. Like, well, we were still without our starting running back. You play with what you play. You play with what you got. That's why I never count injuries as a factor of the game. Injuries happen. You play with what you got. You either win or you lose. Does not matter. And if Pittsburgh fans want to come in here and say, well, we lost TJ Watt, that changed the dynamic of the game, then I hate to break it to you, Pittsburgh. You might be in for a very, a very long season. That's my first loser of the game is the Pittsburgh Steelers. How do you let the Raiders go into your house and outperform you like that? On a short week, 
and after an overtime game that they just played Baltimore. Like, ridiculous. To me, that was ridiculous. So, again, first loser, Pittsburgh, man. That was that was tough to see. Second loser. Man, I got to go with the Chargers. I mean, again, <laughs> you play with what you got. But, I mean, this should have been a game where the Chargers could have easily... Took an advantage of the Cowboys injuries. No Demarcus Lawrence, no Randy Gregory, Mika Parsons, who by the way looked amazing as a sub uh, substitution rusher. I mean, he looked good playing in. That's why Mika Parsons was to me the best player in this whole draft. But that's another topic for another day. You know, this should have been a game where the Chargers could have taken advantage of the Cowboys injuries, but no, the Chargers are going to charger. They're going to screw it up somehow. Like they've done all their whole life. Their whole life. And they're going to screw it up somehow. So, again. Chargers are going to charge her. And it was just one of those things where, unbelievably, Justin Herbert did not play. He played good, but not good enough to make some mental errors and everything. And the Cowboys just winning on a last second field goal and everything like that. You know, it's ridiculous to think that somehow the Cowboys... And what's made it worse, what made it worse is Cowboy players going up to the podium and saying, man, it felt like we were playing a home game in Los Angeles. That's never good. That is never good to hear. That's never good to hear when you're an NFL team and it feels like, man, we feel like we were playing a home game while you were the home team. And it's just like, that's never a good feeling. For Cowboy players to say it felt like a home game for us in Los Angeles, that's not good. That just shows you the dynamic of the NFL and how badly they screwed it up with relocation processing. But it's another conversation for another day. Um, and lastly, I th- you know, how? I get it. The Cowboys offense was amazing. I get it. The Cowboys offense is great. It's fun. It's fine and dandy. But the defense of the Cowboys, I mean, come on. No no Demarcus Lawrence, no Randy Gregory. Come on, really? Like, I thought, here I am thinking the offensive line should be better. And they just totally got outplayed by a no-name defense. And got credit to Dallas's Cowboys defense. I mean, I get it. They are, you know, in the red zone, they, are, they have been... Showing up, you know, recently. But overall, what is going on with the Chargers? Like, this should have been a game where, hey, you take command, you take 2-0, and and you keep following, you know, the Broncos and the Raiders. And, you know, this would have been an opportunity for, you know, for it to feel like, man, you know, maybe we got something. But to lose to the Cowboys at home. It would have been one thing if they lost to Dallas at Dallas, but to lose at home that's that's never good for nobody. That is no good for nobody. So again, I'm just going to have to say it, the Chargers, I mean, I'm sorry. You guys were the second loser tonight. It was just rough to see that. It was rough to see that yesterday. And lastly, for my third loser, 
third loser. See, it could have gone anywhere. It could have gone to whether you want to call the Kansas City Chiefs defense or if you want to, you know, it was between them or the Saints. But I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with the uh, New Orleans Saints here. Who the hell do you guys think you are? Who the hell do you guys think you are giving up that type of game? The New Orleans Saints, how, what happened? What happened? I mean, this was a team that, you know, took Green Bay to the woodshed and beat them. Now you have a chance. You have a chance to prove that you guys are still the top dog in the division. It's a division game against the Panthers. And you guys look like exactly what we all thought you guys were going to look like without Drew Brees, our quarterback. And again, here we go again. What Jameis Winston are you getting every week? What what? What Jameis Winston are you getting every week now? And it's it sucks to say that because it sucks to say that because we thought Jameis Winston was gonna turn the corner and he was gonna turn, you know, maybe he looked better, maybe it's a better system, but here we go again. Now we're all of us are gonna have to go into next week. Like, well, what Jameis Winston are we getting? Are we getting Mr. Five touchdowns or are we getting Mr. Multiple picks? Now the Saints def- defense did everything it could. It's just the problem is when you have an offense like that, I mean, they, you know, can't couldn't convert a, you know, first down, turning the ball over, and you're not you not utilizing the weapons that they have around them. What can you do? What can you really do? So again, it's just one of those things where you really have to look at it like, man, you thought Jameis Winston was going to turn the corner. You thought he was going to be somebody. We all thought, man, you know, after that five-touchdown performance, like, hey, maybe Sean Payton found something. Nope. Now we're all heading into week three thinking, well, what Jameis Winston is? are we going to see this week? Are we going to see incredible Mr. Number 1 when he looks like the number one overall pick, or are we going to look for, oh, there's same old Jameis, Mr. Three touchdowns to three interceptions, you know. It sucks. It sucks because we're all rooting for him, but it's just, man, there's not a huge commitment there. And Jameis knows he's in, he's on a short leash. These court, Taysom Hill knows he's on a short leash. Either somebody has to, either Jameis has to put, you know, figure it out or, man. And granted, you can say, well, it was the coaches that were out with COVID. Eric McCoy was out. Marcus Davenport was out. Again, injuries, all this stuff, it's just part of the game. It's all part of the game. That's what depth is there for. And see, this is the thing that that really kills me about the casual fans. The casual fans. You know, not the diehards, not the ones that understand. Death does not mean you have an all-pro center. That means you need an all-pro center as your backup. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you as far as depth is 
the backup has to do a good enough job to where I do not miss my all-pro center, where I do not miss my amazing pass rushing defensive end. That's what depth means. It means I have to have good players behind them, good enough to where it's like, hey, they're not going to put up the same stats or they're not going to be able to do the same things as starters because that's why they're starters. But all I'm saying is just do a good enough job to where, hey, I'm not thinking of finding your replacement after one game. That's all I'm saying. That's what depth is for. So again, it's one of those things where people have to understand depth does not mean you're going to find all pros everywhere. It just means if my starter goes down, can the backup, can his backup come in and do just a good enough job to where, hey, yeah, we would prefer, you know, of course we would like our all pro. But it's good to see that at least the backup is doing some things to where it's like, hey, we can at least continue with our game plan and everything. That's what depth means. It doesn't mean you're going to find an old pro right away in every single position. It just means, hey, can you find a good enough replacement for the time being? And an honorary loser, man, I have to say, that Kansas City Chiefs defense. Man. You would think a pick six for touchdowns. You would think three interceptions would do the trick. Man. Now, one. They This Kansas City Chiefs defense can stop the run. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. You know, you guys are right. You guys cool. You guys are all pros. Miss the rest, though. Oh, I mean, come on. Almost 300 rushing yards. 300 rushing yards. This has to be a joke. You have everything in your arsenal for the offense. All the offense is asking for you to do is just a little help. They're just asking for just a little help. And I get it. That pick six in the big... Could you imagine had that pick six not happened? I mean, because from what it seems, it seems like both defenses did nothing. Now I understand, you know, you're not gonna ver- you're not gonna stop Kansas City's offense because it's just that dynamic. It's that dynamic. But if you're the Kansas City Chiefs defense, uh, if I'm Andy Reid, it happened in the Super Bowl. Nobody talked about it Week One because you guys won, but the defense still. I mean, they still gave up a lot of yards. And, I mean, close to 300. And now they're giving up another 300? I mean, we're talking a lot of rushing yards. That's just rushing. We're not talking passing. We're talking rushing. And here's the thing. Cleveland took them to the brink, and everybody believes that if Cleveland and Kansas City were to meet again, Cleveland could have their number. I'm just saying. Baltimore, this was a game for Kansas City to just show their reign of supreme. Just take over this game. Take over this game. And they couldn't. Now it feels like, you know what? 
yeah, the offense is nice for Kansas. I mean, it's nice. Any offense, any offensive coordinator would want that offense. But, man, that defense, I'm just saying, if this continues to be a problem for Kansas City, they can get back to the Super Bowl. But do you think they're going to be ready for teams like Tampa Bay? No. You think they're going to be ready for teams like the Los Angeles Rams? No. So all I'm saying is for, I'm going to let Kansas City get a pass this week because they played their butts off yesterday and it wasn't as bad as the other three. But Kansas City, you you know, Kansas City Chiefs defense in general better wake the hell up because if they don't, it's going to be a long year. You'll get the wins. But when you start playing competitive teams, you know, teams with a complete team like an offense, defense like Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, ooh, get ready. Because you're going to be in for a wild one. Now let's go my three winners. For week two. The three winners for this one. Obviously number one. You know Bills Mafia. The Buffalo Bills. They bounced back in a huge way. I get it. Tua was out. But he wasn't really doing much anyway. And Bills Mafia. You know. They shut me up. You know, I said, you know, I kept giving them crap throughout the week. Like, you know, they need to win this game because they cannot falter to 0-2. If they fell to 0-2, then that Super Bowl talk has to stop immediately. But they came through. They came through. They came through in a big way. 35-0, beating Miami 35-0. That is hard to do in the NFL. To pitch a shutout in the NFL, that is incredibly, incredibly hard to do. So kudos to the Buffalo Bills winning this game. They took it to him. Yeah, I get it. Josh Allen didn't look impressive or whatever the case may be. But the Bills defense came out swinging. And the running game was finally under, you know, it was under good arms or legs, I guess you could say in this one. Devin Singletary rushing. Zach Moss getting a rushing touchdown. And even Josh Allen doing his thing. The Buffalo Bills look like a good team on Sunday. That if everything's connecting, they could be a dangerous team. But they have to keep doing that every week. They have to. And uh, no offense, Josh Allen, you got to keep it go- You have to pick it up now. I mean, as a former, you know, you know, when everybody's saying MVP candidate, you have looked anything but that the last two weeks. I expect a big game out of you, out of Josh Allen, week three, so we can get Josh Allen back into the MVP uh, conversation. But Buffalo Bills, that's my first winner. My second winner. And and I hate to do this. I really hate to do this. And I really do. But can we finally give some love to... The Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, can we give some love to the Las Vegas Raiders? I mean, holy crap. And I get it again. Pittsburgh fans are going to come in here. Well, we were down this and this and that. You know what? Everybody's dealing with injuries. 
Yannick Nagakwe was heavily wrapped. Josh Jacobs didn't play. Our best player, Darren Waller, barely made an impact to the game. He made some nice catches, but he was not impactful to the game. Again, this was one of the most impressive wins Las Vegas has had in quite some time. Think about this. They just got done playing last Monday. They just got, and not just a regular game. It was an overtime game that was taken to the wire. To the very wire it was taken. Then on top of that, on top of all that madness, they had to deal with injuries. They had to deal with injuries. And I get it. Yeah, maybe TJ Watt was a key factor. I get it. Devin Bush was out. Joe Hayden was out. Injuries are going to happen. But before the game, everybody picked the Steelers. Even knowing that Devin Bush and Joe Hayden was out, everybody took the Steelers. It happens. It is what it is. And for Pittsburgh fans, I'm sorry. We're not going to tolerate it. At least I'm not going to tolerate it. As far as when it comes to injuries, the more you get to listen to me, the more you get to know me, the more you realize I really don't care for injuries. You play, you play. You don't, you don't. And if TJ, like I said earlier on top of the show, if TJ Watt is the whole reason why you guys lost this game, then guys, get ready. Pittsburgh's going to be in for a long, long season. But let's get love to the Las Vegas Raiders. They just come off a long victory a long game against the Baltimore Ravens. They are now on a short week. They have to go to Pittsburgh in that environment. And they take it to them in their own house. Take it to them. The Raiders take it to Pittsburgh in their own house. The Raiders are 2-0. I'm not saying they're playoff. they're a playoff team yet. Not saying that, but if you've seen these team, if you've seen this Raiders team the last two weeks, their defense is night and day. They hit Big Ben. They got after Lamar, and they're not even blitzing anybody. They're just bringing in four defensive linemen, and from names that were washed out, crucified, Solomon Thomas. Got two sacks yesterday. Max Crosby, a fifth rounder no one's ever heard of. He's hitting Big Ben. Yana got there. Quentin Jefferson was there. Jonathan Hankins. These are names that were washed out or just exiled by their former teams. And they proved it. And that defensive line got to Big Ben and got to Lamar. We don't know the extent. But if the Miami Dolphins' offensive line is not ready, I don't know. It could be, let's see what happens, you know. Let's see what happens. But if the defensive line for the Raiders keeps playing the way it does, could be for a good time. It could be for a good season for the Las Vegas Raiders. But kudos to them for handling their business at Pittsburgh yesterday. And my third winner of the night. My third winner of week two. Man, it's got to be Lamar. How good must it feel to be Lamar Jackson today? To finally 
finally beat, to finally beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll grant it, the Kansas City Chiefs, they were doing the smart thing, running the ball, but unfortunately, you know, it was a fumble, it happens, and then all you just needed the Chiefs to do was just to hold on, just hold on for a few seconds. Lamar did it. Lamar was outstanding throwing the football. He was outstanding running with the football. He literally put the team on his back when the team was down. He understood. I made the mistakes. It's time for me to make up for him. And he did. And again, call it what you want. The Chiefs defense not that good. I get it. Whatever you want to say. But Lamar played his guts out yesterday. He played... On fire yesterday. He did his thing. Prior to those costly turnovers that he did. And triple coverage. That pick six. Lamar Jackson played amazing yesterday. And I think it's start. And I think it's starting to realize that man. Lamar Jackson is the Baltimore Ravens. That's it. After yesterday's game. That's all I needed to see. If Lamar Jackson, God forbid, he goes down, the Baltimore Ravens have no shot. I mean, they're sort of sort of a long shot still because, you know, we don't know what they are yet. But it's good to know that Baltimore has a fighting pulse because of, a, I guess, what experts and what people on the couches call a running back for an NFL quarterback. Looked pretty good. Other than those two interceptions, he looked pretty good throwing the football. He looked good running all over the Kansas City Chiefs defense. All I'm saying is this. Lamar Jackson finally got over one of the biggest hurdles of his NFL career. Can you beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Can you lead your team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? And they did. Oh, did they ever. That's why... My biggest winner last night was Lamar Jackson. Kudos to him. We got one more game today to finish out week two. Then we're on to week three. And we'll see where it goes. You know. I got Green Bay in today's game. But. And they have to win this. Because if Green Bay loses. If Green Bay goes to 0-2. Can you imagine the media frenzy that's going to happen after the game? Two seconds after the game, can you imagine the media frenzy that's going to happen? I got Green Bay winning this one, but they can't take Detroit lightly. We'll see. Division games? Never easy. Never easy. But we'll see how it goes. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys had a wonderful Sunday. I hope you guys had a wonderful NFL Sunday as well, as for, and as college football as well. I hope you guys had a wonderful time. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in, supporting the show. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday for our NFL prediction show. I'm out.